nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and Craig, fresh back from Tasmania. You were there a week early, but you were on time if they'd run the event when they should have. But anyway, a, a good time was had by all down in Tassie. Yes, and had the benefit of a, an extra day with the family, doing some sightseeing around lovely Tasmania. Otherwise non, non-motor racing uh, tour. Yes, indeed. Still had uh, a great time, and this... There's definitely plenty of things to do and see when you do go down to Tassie and Simmons Plains. It's not Bathurst, it's not the Clipsal 500, which we don't have anymore anyway, but it is one of my favourite, it's probably my favourite permanent race circuits to go and watch the racing at. And Saturday I would normally always stand on the hill with a pizza and, and watch the racing. I missed that opportunity out this year, but I'm sure I'll be back down there in the years to come. And what a weekend it's going to be tony we've seen the dominance of shane van gisbergen this season and we're going to a track where over the last few years they have been well they've won three of the last four races at simmons plains and i think they've had the last six poles if my memory serves me correct and i'll whilst you're agreeing with me you i will look up the records i think you're very correct in that uh, assumption and they've also got quite an extraordinary uh, record there with jamie having won 11 races i think something along those lines and yes they have been a dominant force there with both craig and jamie and obviously uh, shane in recent years but it's going to be a great weekend at Simmons Plains because of course, the uh, COVID restrictions being lifted to the degree they have, they're going to have a maximum crowd of 10,000 per day. Two-day event, three races over those two days. Highlights on uh, seven, as well as uh, broadcast on Fox and KO. And uh, I must say that uh, I'm increasingly finding KO as well worthwhile investment. Not that we are in any way sponsored by or have any part to do with, but... Uh, it's still worthwhile doing. Anyway, the season has uh, been slowly moving along. Obviously, a week uh, delay because of the COVID outbreak in Queensland. All looks to be uh, back on track, so to speak, that we've got certainly the full field. And interesting, we should talk actually at this stage about um, the potential for additional two, two cars in 2022. I was just going to say that with the opening for two new wrecks, I, I would find it absolutely astonishing if they as supercars decide not to award both that is of course still well within their their provenance to say we're going to give one or none out but i would be astounded if there isn't two sufficiently uh, well credentialed tender applications being submitted and from the talk of the town there could be up to six 
nominations or submissions coming in. Everyone who's uh, been doomsaying about supercars, if you've got six offers to buy two wrecks, I think things are going fairly well for your series. There's certainly been a, a bit of chat uh, trying to talk it down. Uh, numerous people, um, I think Gary Rogers has come out and said he's not going to be pitching for one of the, the wrecks. He's done and dusted with supercars, but obviously had a very good run. And while he didn't win uh, a championship ever, he certainly uh, showed his presence well and truly. The other ones I know of, uh, the possibles, are Matt Stone, uh, a third licence, uh, potentially. That was all going to be good and well last year when they had Gary Jacobson there. He's now gone across, of course, to Team Sydney. So that opportunity with maybe a third one, we don't know about who the other driver could be, but obviously Zane and Jake have now the two contenders for Matt Stone Racing, who this year, of course, have hit the high spot of uh, 10 years in existence uh, in, through various categories. It's certainly terrific for Matt uh, to be a second generation as he uh, has taken over from his father and his uncle. Wonderful to see that Stone name uh, still in there. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, I do. And he's got a, uh, a solid business model that he's been building up through the divisions and is uh, in a position now where he's got corporate support. He's got some development interests as well through the Super 3 and Super 2, which means that he's got a place for his cars to go. And that's very important in the car of the future scenarios where all these teams are going to be wanting to uh, move cars on. And if he's trying to move on Super 3 cars so he can drop down his main game cars into Super 2 and his Super 2 cars into Super 3, that's possibly an easier sale than it is to move on a main game car. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. I would like to get your reaction to the Walkinshaw Racing Engine, which was run by, of course, Terry Wyhoon's uh, Image Racing, that has seen Jordan Boyce stripped of his supercar or Super 2 win and obviously uh, has affected his points in the championship. It was an interesting story that came out and when we think about some of the other engine dramas and the breaches and penalties that have been applied, it is certainly uh, tough for Jordan Boyes, who, whilst Terry Wyhoon just buys an engine and put it in, Jordan Boyes is even further removed to uh, any wrongdoing or any bre- technical breach of that nature. Yeah, look, it, it seems very hard. I mean, it, it's quite um, polarised a good number of people around pit lane. My own view is that I'm, I'm pretty certain that the people who I know and have known quite some years involved in uh, leading the engine development and management and uh, data acquisition on these things uh, well beyond any uh, uh, corruption in terms of uh, being able to be persuaded to do something that shouldn't. I'm not enough aware of all the circumstances. There are accusations being against uh, supercars for um, political sort of decisions being made. Um, In certainly light of, say, for instance, the... uh, pre-race engine uh, for DJR in 2019 when uh, they were stripped of a pole position and a lap record um, for a uh, one-cylinder being non-spec to be stripped of points uh, post-race. Gosh, I don't know. It, it just uh, 
It's all very interesting. Joined by Zane Goddard, who is the driver of car number 35 in the championship for Matt Stone Racing. And, of course, uh, a big year for Matt Stone, their 10th year in the category. Not your 10th year, but uh, must be about your 10th year racing, though, isn't it? Yeah, probably something around that. I started karting in 2009, I think. So, yeah, probably about 12 years now. But, um, yeah, only second year for me in the supercars. But, yeah, obviously Matt's been doing it for a fair bit longer, so yeah, it's cool to be a part of the next step, I guess. Indeed, and one of the pleasant things for you was you had that year of sharing a car with Jake Kostecki, um, and you obviously would have become friends over that time, because uh, you both spent race weekends when you weren't in the car um, as uh, a driver's assistant, shall we say. Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, me and Jake have raced each other for a long time, as in, uh, as with a lot of the other drivers in the field now, you the rookies, like Bryce. Will, uh, Jack. So, um, yeah, me and Jack have known each other for a long time. Actually, go cut a broke band at one race, so it's pretty funny. But, yeah, no, we get on really well. And, um, you know, working together on the same car last year, I think, sort of accelerated our sort of working relationship together for this year. So, um, yeah, it was a big positive in that regard. So, yeah, our goal now is to sort of, um, yeah, rebuild and, um, yeah, have a strong season together. It's a it's a well known fact that the the ability to teach someone else enhances um, that person's ability to actually analyse themselves and look at their own position. Did you find that working with Jake last year that it sort of fast tracked you in the car? Yeah, for sure. When you're sitting outside the car, you know you learn a lot of stuff that you don't when you're in it. Um, even just watching race calls with the engineer and that sort of stuff, you know you get a lot of insight and understanding of how it all works. So I think for me and Jake, it was a very beneficial thing, um, spending race weekends at the track when we weren't racing and then being able to put that all to practice when we did do you know, half the rounds. So, yeah, it's one of those things if we did half the rounds, didn't bother coming to the track to help each other out, it probably would have been a bit pointless, but the fact that we went to all, the, all of each other's rounds, um, you know, definitely helped big time. You live up on the Gold Coast. Do you frequent the factory very often, every day, every second day? How often would you be there? Yeah, we go up to the factory a fair bit. Obviously, it's only about a half an hour drive from me, so uh, it's really handy in that regard. And you know, there's a lot of drivers in the field that don't have that luxury. So, yeah, try going up there as much as we can. Um, you know, it's always good to be able to do debriefs and pre-briefs actually with everyone rather than just over a Zoom call or something. It's makes it a lot more productive. So, um, yeah, it's good having teams so close. Try to get up there as much as we can. But um, Back in your history, you told us about karting in, in the early days. Um, your family history in motor racing, do, do, you, do you have one? Did your father, uncle, grandfather? There's no racing history in the family. It's pretty funny. My dad's an architect. He used to run and row back in the day. Um, but, yeah, no, no motorsport background. Um, it's funny, my dad just got into dirt biking and brought me along a few times and met some people through that and then had a go in a go-kart and yeah, ever since then, I've been hooked and haven't stopped racing um, Yeah, since. Now, this weekend, you've got a, a few changes to deal with in that the uh, supercars have made some differences to race lengths. They're going yep. to go to, uh, what, 106 kilometres instead of 110 and you've got the new qualifying format. How do you think these two things are going to affect the races across the weekend? Um, yeah, you know, I think it should be exciting. The short races are always real good fun. I presume we've gone a little bit shorter due to fuel. I'm not 
too sure. I haven't really read into it too much. But, um, yeah, like 44 laps rather than 46 doesn't change too much up. Um, but, yeah, those short, sharp races we always enjoy. Um, as with the qualifying, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it all works out. Obviously, splitting each garage into two different sections. So, um, you know, me and Jake will be on track at different times, which will be uh, pretty bizarre, but um, yeah, I think it should be exciting as long as it's all um, well explained and stuff. I think it's a really cool format, and um, you know, for such a short track, um, you know, it makes the most of the qualifying rather than just having everyone out there getting in each other's way and making a mess of it. Mm. Now, do you have uh, do you have any worries about bringing an un uh, what is it an unapproved item into the poll conference? Should you be uh, in that position? Um, oh, if I was in the poll conference, I'd be pretty stoked. I wouldn't, matter what, I wouldn't really care too much what's happened. <laughs> no, it's interesting that uh, supercars are wanting to control branding when they're having their, uh, their not only their press conferences, but the podium and now even the uh, interviews with uh, Garth Tander after a poll. Yeah, well, you know, um, say Armour or... Um, whoever sponsors certain segments, you know, if they're putting the money to um, promote their brand for whoever gets the position and stuff, if another brand being on the camera sort of subtracts from them, then it sort of defeats the point. So, yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, our race suits and everything have enough branding on it that we can show our sponsors off. So, yeah, if it sort of, um, you know, gives the brand that's promoting the or helping the class out um, and, you know, wanting to promote and then I'm sweet with that. Now, you've got a new engineer this year with Jack Bellotti. How's that uh, relationship going? Yeah, it's going really good. Real fresh to the championship as is I, so, you know, sometimes fresh eyes are a good thing. Um, you know, a lot of people can sort of get stuck in their ways and not want to try new stuff, so in that good you know he's coming on leaps and bounds and you know you'd swear that he's done it uh for a very long time um as in a main game engineering role so um you know he's taken to it like a duck to water so um yeah no, i'm really pleased racetrack is pretty epic zane um I, i'm sorry i don't have the records to see did you do uh, simmons planes last year or was that uh, one of jake's um, so soon signs we didn't actually end up going to just due to COVID and stuff. It was originally planned in the calendar, but unfortunately didn't make it down there. But, um, I've been there in Super 2, as is Jake's. Um, we've got a little bit of experience there. Obviously, it's not the same as being there in the main game and, um, you know, doing the big long races against, you know, the top drivers in Australia. But it gives us an eye in. So, um, yeah, should be pretty good. What do you like about the Simmons Plains circuit? I feel like it's a pretty good racetrack, you know. It doesn't have many corners to it, but it has a lot of big braking zones where you can sort of have a lunge on the car in front. Um, so in that regard, it's good for the fans. Um, you get to do a lot of laps around there because it's so short. Um, so when we're doing the 106Ks, um, you know, you get a lot of laps in in that time. So, yeah, as far as a track, you know, it's challenging having to trail the brake to the corner without, um, you know, locking up and stuff. So car balance plays a big part in it and if you can get um, the car dialed in you can have a really good uh, weekend like looking back at what year was that 2018 I think it was when um, Winterbottom got the pole there you know that was a pretty standout thing to happen so yeah if you can put it all together you can have a really good result so that's a target for us This year with the way the teams moved and developed how much has that changed your mindset 
on your racing, knowing that you're in the car every time it goes on the track? Yeah, it's a completely different mindset. You know, you can really build on every weekend and sort of get into a rhythm where last year it was a bit disruptive, um, but, you know, it was always going to be. Um, doing the back-to-back weekend sort of made it hard if you were the second driver. If you are the first driver, it wasn't too bad. Um, but, you know, I think last year the Superlight program really served its purpose and, you know, it was unfortunate for the Super 2 guys that they didn't get many rounds in last year. So, you know, for me and Jake, it was a godsend doing the Super Lights. Um, I think it's put us in good stead for this year. But, yeah, having the car every round, it allows you to sort of personalise things a little bit more, um, you know, really build a rapport with your engineer and stuff and uh, learn what makes you faster and what you enjoy out of the car. So, um, yeah, results-wise, I think it's a massive benefit. And I think as the year progresses on, you'll definitely see me take um, a lot more improvements rather than sort of jumping in and out of the car um, as I did last year. I have been speaking to a number of drivers who are coming up through the ranks and they're almost feeling like two um, main game wild cards is better than a whole season of Super 2. Having gone through a super-like program and having been in some of the other development categories, would you agree with that theory and that thought process? Um, look, it's a hard one to say. Like, Super 2 definitely has its place. I wouldn't recommend just going straight into supercar, wildcard. I think that would be, um, you know, a real baptism of fire, and I don't think it would be a positive thing on a young driver. Um, I did two years of Super 2. I thought it was really... Um, important in you know my um maturing as a driver you know there's a lot of great teams in that class you know working with matt white especially in my second year you know i learned so much and um yeah it's one of those things when you're young if you do a few more rounds rather than just two rounds um you know you get that time in between uh those races to sort of digest everything and think about it and then you get to take that into the next round and sort of try execute it so yeah, I think if you did just two rounds in supercars, it would be a lot to bring in. I'm sure some people would do it, but I think um, spreading it over five rounds and um, getting a lot of race starts and uh, close quarter um, sprint races, I think that's um, probably more important for a young driver. And one of the things that's very interesting, of course, is is that thing with for drivers going to new tracks. It, it's something, you know, I mean, Simmons Plains is no Bathurst. Uh, it's not even a sand down, but you know, these short tracks, that they require something uh, that's very different, aren't they? You have to be precise. You have to get it all right, don't you? Yeah, 100%. It's also like QR with the six turns there. You know, if you make a mistake at one of the corners, you're nowhere. So um, it's a real balance on a qualifying lap of really pushing it and then at the same time minimizing mistakes. Um, you know, if you go hard out, you can, you know, look like a champion or you could look like an idiot. So... Um, yeah, it's one of those things of balancing up. But um, yeah, I think the short track's fun, um, and they always bring up a surprise in the um, order of the field. So um, yeah, hopefully we can be a bit of a standout and um, you know punch above our weight. You spent a number of years driving in Formula Four, both in Australia and in England. Did you have an open wheel career at that stage in mind, or was supercars was your destination from the start? Um, it was one of those things that. I sort of got into cars at quite a young age, uh, being 15. So, you know, the normal age for people jumping into supercars is early 20s. So there was sort of a lot of tears to kill. Um, you know, I always wanted to go to or try and get to Formula 1 when I was younger. 
you know, I also love the supercars, but um, kind of things over there, I could just do so much testing, so much mileage. Like the first year I did the British Formula 4 over there, I think I did something like 25 test days over the year in 10 rounds. So, um, yeah, the amount of seat time was crazy. Um, so that was really good. And, you know, uh, did the Formula Renault the last year I was over there and then dad got sick, um, which ends up bringing me home, which was unfortunate. But, um, yeah, no, I loved the experience over there. It was absolutely awesome and, um, you know, I feel like it put me in good step when I came back. You know, it's hard to get that many laps in a car. Obviously, it's not the same as a supercar, but um, just learning new tyres and how to maximise them and just little things like that is super beneficial. There's two points between you and your teammate, Jake Kostecki. How is that uh, battle going to play out throughout the year? Um, I think it'll to and fro a little bit, to be honest. You know, um, one of us is going to have a good weekend, one of us is going to have a bad weekend occasionally. So, um, yeah, it's pretty early to read into it. But, you know, going off me and Jake, uh, mine and Jake's speed last year, you know, we're very similarly matched. So, um, yeah, I think one of us will have the upper hand at one track on a weekend, the other will have an upper hand here and there. So, um, it'll be exciting. Um, you know, we'll push each other along the whole way. And I think it's good that we are um, quite evenly matched because, you know, it pushes us both to, you know, really want to beat the other. So, um, yeah, as young drivers, there's no real better incentive to do better than to try to beat your teammate, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a healthy rivalry, and um, I think it's a positive for both of us. Given this is your third year with Matt Stone, is that correct? Uh, second year. Se- second year, but did you only did Super 2 uh, with Matt White, did you? Uh, I did 2018 with BJR, 2019 with Matt White, and then, yeah, jumped to um, Super oh. White's. One of the things that is very evident um, about Matt Stone, I mean, he pushed and pushed and got the innovation of the Superlights program, um, which obviously wouldn't have happened if he hadn't, you know, worked as hard as he did. He uh, he's certainly an innovator and somebody who has uh, put together a great history in a in a very short time, multiple categories, and uh, you know, obviously having somebody like Jim nearby is is a great benefit to you as much as it is to uh, to Matt himself. Yeah, 100%. You know, Matt's so passionate about racing and he wants to succeed at it. So, um, yeah, you can really see that. Um, obviously, he's got the pedigree. Um, you know, he was around when Stone Brothers was, you know, winning a lot of championships and all that. So, um, yeah, he knows how to do it and um, he gives his 110% uh, to all that. So, yeah, I'm sure in the short future you'll be seeing him kick a lot of goals. Indeed, indeed. And and as far as you're concerned, that your program is, is continuing on next year in 2022? Well, that's always the plan. Um, so, yeah, I just need to get um, yep. some good results on the board and that sort of stuff and, you know, prove my worth. But, um, yeah, I'm really happy with where I am right now and, you know, the whole team's building up and, um, you know, they're really stepping up everywhere. So, yeah, I'm in a real happy place. Uh, when do you fly down to Tassie? Uh, fly down tomorrow morning, so yeah, we'll all head down. It'll be a fairly early start, but um, yeah, it's always good to get down there a little bit earlier to settle in. Um, you know, over these two day weekends, it's pretty um, flat out, so you don't get much time to rest. So um, yeah, it's nice to go down to Tassie, see a little bit of the um, of what Tassie has to offer, I guess. So yeah, I'm keen to get down there. I haven't been there in a fair while due to COVID last year and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm keen to race there again. Yeah, indeed. Have you done a track walk at Simmons? 
Uh, yeah, I have. I raced there in 2018 in the Super 2. So, um, yeah, I like it as a track. It's got a lot of character gotcha. to it. Um, yeah, it's not like a, a lot of corners, obviously, but each corner there is, you know, it's got a little bit of undulation and um, something unique about it. So, yeah, it's a fun little track to drive. And, in fact, it's uh, one of the tracks that uh, has well and truly convinced me that I'm never going to be a race driver. At 70 years of age, it was highly unlikely anyway, but um, I learned many years ago um, rides with uh, both uh, John Faulkner and Mark Scaife, Glenn Seaton, around Simmons Plains in particular, where slow corners are the thing that brings me undone. It's all very well, you know, high-speed corners, but it's the slow corners where real skill and talent comes out, where you've got to get it exactly right to get be the fastest around that track. I imagine you would have found that well and truly. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think it's our slowest corner of the year, the hairpin. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of technique that goes into it. Um, you know, high-speed corners, you can sort of hustle it through and, um, you know, if you put it all on the line, you can sort of reap the rewards. But, yeah, technique and skill definitely plays a massive part when it comes to low-speed corners, as does car setup, as, you know, it always does. But, um, yeah, if, if you can get your technique um, dialed in around that track, you can, you know, you can really... Um, uh, no shine and sort of punch above your weight um, in the car you're in. So, um, yeah, it's one of those tracks where you can uh, have a standout weekend or you can struggle. So, yeah, let's hope for the former rather than the latter. And given that you're young enough that every track and every time you get in your race car is uh, fun, enjoyable and something you look forward to, um, what, are the, what tracks, I mean, I imagine that Gold Coast, for instance, you wouldn't have raced on that track, would you? Uh, I haven't in a supercar. I was fortunate enough to do a couple of years there in Formula 4. Um, I absolutely love the Gold Coast track, you know. Um, being a Gold Coast boy myself, I used to watch the Indy around here and the supercars for, you know, I can't even remember the first time I came here. So, um, yeah, I haven't missed many Indies in my lifetime. Um, so, yeah, it's an event I love and I can't wait to be a part of it. Well, you'll have to wait because uh, there's a bit of time to go before that one. So look forward to it and enjoy that. Um, I imagine that uh, you have a fair following uh, up on the Gold Coast, having been... You, you were born nearby there, weren't you? Yeah, I was born on the Gold Coast. Um, but, yeah, I feel like half the field lives up here nowadays. Um, you know, it's a really nice place. Yeah, I think they do, the yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the beaches and sunshine. So um, I guess I'm one of the only drivers that was born here. But, um, yeah, I feel like the field's local, so everyone gets the sort of local... Um, support I guess. Alright Zane well we wish you well this weekend at Simmons Plains. I'm sure that you'll be flying the Matt Stone Racing flag up pretty high along with all your sponsors flags um, we look forward to catching up. I, I probably will see you at uh, Tail and Bend um, and maybe Winton um, Craig, um, Sydney Motorsport Park possibly. Fantastic yeah thanks for having me. It's good to have a chat Well it's certainly great to hear from Zane Goddard and we wish him great luck down at Simmons Plains. Um, He did, I think, Super 2 down there a number of years ago, so he'll obviously know the layout of the track. It's always interesting to see young drivers when they, how quickly they adapt to tracks because, as you well know, that uh, sometimes it's remarkably quickly. A couple of other quick notes of interest. Earl Bamber's been announced as joining Andre Heimgartner, a fellow New Zealander, at the um, Ned Kelly Mustang Kelly, Kelly Grove Racing. <laughs> yes, that's going to be that's going to be a huge inclusion. Earl is such a well, a a nice guy and b a good driver, and he will 
add, Absolutely, yeah. I add a lot to that team, I'm sure. Also, you have Jack Smith has got his co-driver, which is Ash Walsh. And another little point of interest that uh, Marcus Ambrose, he's going to be part of the broadcast as a special guest this weekend at Simmons Plains. And I guess a lot of people would be happy that Marcus is uh, showing a bit more interest in motorsport because, as we know, uh, he did step right away from it at the end of his time with uh, Dick Johnson Team Penske Racing. Indeed. I was lucky enough to uh, spend some time talking with uh, Tabitha, one of his two daughters, who, in fact, has uh, race experience now, not only with her father as a crew chief on Owen Kelly's Trans Am TA2 car, but she also works with GRM, which uh, Marcus organised for her. She's a 15-year-old who's go-karting and is learning motor racing from another side. I mean, obviously, she's been at the deep end in NASCAR with her father for many years. Delightful young woman and perceptive, alert, and has all the ingredients that uh, I would think she'll succeed at. Mm. in the years to come. So we've got Simmons Plains this weekend and, of course, Van Gisbergen will be out to uh, try and knock off a couple of the legends of our sports, um, Craig Lowndes, uh, Mark Scaife, those people who had achieved more than five consecutive wins in supercars. But, uh, in fact, Shane's gone beyond what they did because he's won again in another different category. Adding the Bathurst six-hour to a semi-production car, it's not a full production car as years past they were, but it adds to his uh, winning at Bathurst, it adds to his regime of uh, a dominant one. I think he's lost one race this year and that was he got second to Garth Tander and Tony Bates, I think it was, in the first race, or was it the second race? The second race at Bathurst in the GTs. Mm. But So Shane's reign continues and... Uh, Obviously, as you were mentioning earlier in the show, Red Bull certainly have the uh, speed at Bathurst to, uh, uh, rather at Simmons Plains, to continue on uh, in their dominant fashion this season. Look forward to catching up next week and we should have uh, some interesting news that'll come out of Tassie. I'm sure that uh, you'll have some things of note that you'll want to bring up. So that's it from me on Inside Supercars. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.